0: Guitar Nerds is sponsored by Music Nomad, our favourite guitar maintenance tool manufacturing masters. You should check them out on musicnomadcare.com or on social media with at musicnomadcare. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Fidelity Guitars' Matt Oram. Hello, Joe. Hello there. Yes. Welcome. <laughs> welcome, dear listener. We've got Matt back. It's been a while since we've had Matt on the podcast. I don't know. Two years?
1: A year and a half? Yeah, I've somewhere. got a feeling it was sort of early pandemic, sort or of first lockdown. Yes.
0: Yes. Exactly.
1: I was doing much
0: more like having guests on the podcast, which I haven't really done uh, this year uh, as much. But um, but you know, but you know, I, I wanted to start doing it again because it, it makes it more interesting. Also, I don't know where Jay's gone. He has gone. He is. He is the busiest. He's just man. running. He's running, man. Yeah,
1: clearly. <laughs> stop him. Clearly,
0: at the start of the year, he was like, "I'm going to take a couple of couple of weeks off." At the start, I was say, like, "Yeah, cool, man. No problem." I haven't heard That's from him since. That's the end. That's the end. That that, that, was, that was <laughs> blocked. But yes, and Matt Matt's away somewhere on holiday. Matt's back next week. Um, he was supposed to be here today. But uh, let us down last minute, but that's okay. Doesn't matter because all I really wanted was you, Matt. Oh, it's very sweet of you. Feelings mutual, exactly. Um, As uh, as it should be. But uh, but yes, dear listener, welcome to another episode. I am still completely obsessed with um, mid eighties British meat adverts. Uh, Have you seen any of these, Matt?
1: I, I caught a bit of this from last week. Yeah,
0: yeah. This a- absolutely. I, I, the pork advert might be my favourite thing in the world. Dear listener, you have to. You know, I, you have to go and check it out if you haven't. If you weren't on the Facebook group, Guitarheads group on Facebook, where I posted the advert, then I, I, I'll put it in the description of this podcast. You need to watch these things. They're absolutely- clearly didn't work.
1: I mean, it's, yeah, it, it, it is catchy, but. As a as a vegan, clearly it didn't. <laughs> well, yes, yeah, <laughs> it missed the mark.
0: Came out in 1984, so I was you know six months. Your old mind or whatever, was still so. <laughs> susceptible, but still <laughs> something I something d- d- stuck in there. Yeah, it, well, yeah, but it, a, a nonetheless, a fantastic ad. Dear listener, go check it out just to see this this wonderfully creepy man stood round a table with his with his neighbours and his family and saying things like. My wife's got what it takes. Fred's got plenty. Arthur's got plenty. We've all got plenty, plenty to go around. There's good taste in British pork. He says things like that, and I. D-
1: it's wonderful. Do go and watch He's it. He's living his best life. Yes. Sounds like having a good time. Yeah, yeah. But, when it's meat. Yes, a exactly. lovely wife. <laughs> You only see her. The whole
0: advert. He's talking about his wife's cooking. You see her for a split second in the thirty-second advert. It's very weird.
1: Mm, seems like yeah, uh, attitudes of the time. A product, a product of <laughs> nineteen eighty-four in Great Britain. Yes,
0: I'm afraid it was. But <laughs> dear listener, do go and check it out this week. Um, this week, b- before we get on to talking about you know uh, about about you, Matt and Fidelity guitars and and guitars in general. I wanted to talk about a little bit about neuro DSP because we've been so they've been advertising on the podcast for for a little while. Um they're doing like a 30% off of all of their plugins with discount code guitar nerds. But they they don't they don't do it with any of their new releases. And just when we started working with them, they released the Tone King Imperial Mark II plugin. But now it's been long enough that they were like, oh, yeah, we'll put that in the in the 30% off as well. And Dear listener, I thoroughly recommend checking it out. So you do get like 14 days free with, you know, whatever, no credit card required. So you can just go and download the plug in and try it out because it's better than anything else. As far as I'm concerned, it's better than anything else they've ever done. But admittedly, that's because it's way more my speed because it's not, you know, like a metal amp or, or anything. Um, but it's. The best sounding guitar plugin I've ever heard. It's it's so good. that earlier on when I was uh, when I was messing around with it, my partner Emma came in and was like, "That sounds amazing. What are you playing?" Like, you, you know, thinking, "Who's that playing?" I was, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Thank you, my guitar skills are fantastic. Are you enjoying this D major?" Um, but that's uh, really cool.
1: Like, I don't know. They did tanking stuff because I've got a, a tanking falcon sat behind me in here, which which is like a, a real world one, which is banging that sounds great so to have the plug of that would be infinitely simpler than trying to mic it up <laughs> yes the
0: the tone king <laughs> bit falcon bit rassly, but... is that's the the amp that appears in an awful lot of the the pictures that you upload of fidelity guitars
1: yeah it's a pretty one
0: this is a pretty one so would, how did you did you did you import because they're not that available over here
1: they've been no, more I available it. it was an ebay one i've, I've had it for years now must be about eight years something like that I remember I bought it from a guy and he insisted on meeting me in a a car park of a, a South London um, tube station or train station at like midnight <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I was just sure I was going to get abducted or stabbed but he turned up in a really nice beamer I think he was just, he was just working late so,
0: <laughs> so in was just, so, I mean, I mean, it, it is—it's an expensive amp. I'm not surprised he was in a nice car. It's—it's it's a two thousand pound amplifier, or oh, there and thereabouts. It goes for a little bit less. So. Yeah, I think i goes for like eight hundred quid. So
1: what? A bit of a steal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, so it's a bit rattly. So maybe that was it. Maybe it's got something. My one's not quite right, but um, it doesn't really matter. That's fine. It's, all little amps like that are a bit rattly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Dear listener, if you've not checked out a Tonekin Falcon, there. Fantastic! They look—they're uh they're very much a TV-esque amplifier. So you've got the controls, you know, down one side of the front panel,
1: just like an old TV and a lovely grill. Is it? What did you get yours in? Is yours blue? It's not the brown one. Is no, it? it's like black tolex with the sort of white. So I'm just looking at oh. sort of the silvery grey um sparkle grill on it, and the and the white, black and white tolex. So yeah, it's it's banging. And um, the the knobs are like old cooker knobs as well, so they're really clicky. Oh. So, like clicks between oh, the settings in a really ground. Yeah, because oh. it's got one control on it that switches between I'm gonna look at it again. Uh, was it rhythm lead something else? I can't see it from here. But it's got like three different voicings effectively, and yeah, it clicks in a really satisfying way between them. That is and, and the same with the attenuator on the back as well. It's got like eight different attenuation settings.
0: That's very cool indeed.
1: Because it's it's super simple
0: controls, right? You've just got like volume master yeah, vo- tone
1: volume tone and then 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 these kind of the voicings and the attenuator and that's kind of that's kind of it and it's just a little speaker but it sounds really good but I, I built in one of those um i put in one of those integral mics did you ever come across those? Oh, uh,
0: yes i did see those for a bit uh, actually ashdale messed around with trying to get mm. those on some stuff recently but we're never quite happy with the results
1: yeah, it's I think just for chucking like the demos and stuff down, it's it's really handy just effectively to you're kind of building in a DI, sort of building in a mic into yeah. the right in front of the speaker. It it sounds yeah, it's not the best anything in the world, but just to get a sound out of an amp into a computer re, really easily when it doesn't have any other kind of out on it then yeah, I, I found them really good.
0: LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. That's that's actually a really good idea. It's kind of... um. That's a really good method that I don't think me or Matt ever really talk about on the podcast because we tend to be so, like, plug-in-minded or preampy and, and stuff like that. But that's an excellent way to get the most out of a real-world amplifier in, you know, without quickly without having all the setup time involved in miking up an amplifier each time
1: yeah either that or something like a two notes torpedo which you use as well so you just bypass the speaker completely and run it straight in but then you lose sort of the stuff in the the room if you're trying to sort of play with the speaker and that a bit but
0: yeah for sure yeah that's it's kind of the the upside of the two notes is convenience the downside is i find they you know they sound nothing like it's the amp sounds nothing like the amp once you put the two notes. Yeah, you're I- still in gonna there. have to do
1: a ton of stuff in the box, but that's yeah. kind of the that's the way, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, of course, exactly. It's
0: still like a great solution. It's just a different solution from what that the actual amp is.
1: Yeah, exactly. Do you, I, do I, do you use the back tone? On your I was gonna say back on your neural thing. I I bought that the Corey Wong plugins on your recommendation actually, and oh, that's great. You? That's yeah, we've got that set up as sort of a default thing on the on the door now. Just you, you can get a lot out of that.
0: Yeah. Well that answered my next my question. I was going to ask if if the Tone King, you know, with the integral mic was your sort of go-to for like home recording bits and bobs.
1: Yeah, it's, you- uh, like two channels into it's, it's, I'm fully Branded up, I've got all the neural stuff <laughs> focused right as well. I've been clearly a long time listener. Um, so, yeah, two channels into, into Focusrite 4i4, four, right, four, I think I've got here, and then one of them being the, um, the Integral, and then the other one is the, the Torpedo, and then kind of just find a, a nice mix between those with some plugins and stuff. Oh, that's very cool.
0: Yeah, that that Corey Wong is. Until this Tone King plugin came out, that Corey Wong was everything. It's every uh, it's every jingle on guitar nerds is Corey Wong. Like every track that I build is is always that. And to be honest, because I tend to use like I actually still use Real World effects. Um, so I just use the default amp normally on the Corey Wong, which kind of I always forget to turn the compression off because it had like I think the default has like a touch of reverb on it. And It's quite mm. clean, touch of reverb, and uh, and the compressor on. And I'm always with drives. I'm like, why? Why isn't this sound <laughs> this is so dynamic? So and, uh, yeah. and then I you know, realize that I've got the compressor left on on the Corey one. But having played all of the the neural DSPs, you know, plugins, uh, uh, admittedly, dear listener, because I'm never ever doing anything like super heavy. A lot of the a lot of them are less appealing to me but i thought the the pliny one would be the the thing that i'd like the most but the the Kuri Wong just it just works doesn't it
1: it just works and it's just, just that, like that and a couple of abbey road things thrown on for reverbs and delay shenanigans oh yes. and yeah yes good to i've go.
0: got some i've got some good abbey road uh plugins they they're reverb rooms and yeah, stuff yeah that's like the there. one they've got that that's very good. It it's crashes great. my DAW all the time, <laughs> but Need uh, a better computer, right? Yeah, yes, I know. D- damn you, Mac! <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yes. It, it, so the it, the queer one was my favourite right up until this this Tone Kings come out. It's. It's really, really good. I want I'm I'm actually dear, listen, I'm i gonna do something I don't normally do. I'm gonna play you a sound sample of, of what I recorded. Oh dear Matt, you won't obviously be able to hear this as I'm gonna add it on afterwards, but I'll play that shortly. But before I do, I just want to talk you through the plugin because unlike a lot of the neural DSP plugins, you do essentially just have the one the one amplifier. Unlike um the normal plugins you uh you can access the front or the back of the amp so you can affect the um the attenuator uh and there's like a um there's an there's an HF comp switch uh, which compensates the highs lost when the attenuate is activated. So they've emulated even that. But of course, you have all the controls accessible on the front of the app. And then they have actually a really comprehensive selection of pedals included in the plugin as well. They've got a compressor, which is better than the compressor on the Corey Wong, mainly because it has a blend, which is actually super useful and then it's just compression and volume and you have a a switch between fast and slow which is great because it's way more vibey and old school but because of that blend you can still bring it in subtly without it getting too squishy Um, and then it's two two overdrive pedals with very very different voicings one's kind of i guess more screamery and one's a bit a bit thicker a bit more full-on but with a a nice bass cut included and then they have a chorus which is the most subtle chorus I've ever heard. You know how chorus can sound like... Chorus is a bit cheesy and tacky. This is more what people thought chorus should be when they designed it, when they were like, oh, you know, it's supposed to sort of be like there's another guitar playing with you. That's kind of what this does. It's very, very subtle, but very good. And again, it has a blend, which makes it very usable. And then a delay and a reverb, but... There's also reverb on the amplifier, you know, so you can you can get really crazy with that. And you can you you can create some it, there's there's also I should mention there's obviously tremolo available on the amp as well. So there's so much you can do. The delay is a warm and bucket brigadey. It's it, you can get some great vintage slapback as well as being able to do some really soundscapey ambient things. I'm, I mean, I. Obviously, I downloaded this today, so I'm at like maximum. Uh, you know, this is the right time for me to be talking about this plugin and thinking that it's really good um, because I've spent half a day on it. But it's really good. Matt, I recommend it. You know, getting the, uh, the oh, at no, least at no. least try the 14 day trial. It's it's uh, I I can't see me ever needing another plugin like it just kind of has all oh. the effects that i would use
1: i like the sentiment you're a big liar but...
0: <laughs> <laughs> i've got to throw one of those in every every now and again <laughs> <laughs> but um but it is it is really good dear listener do check it out anyway here's uh, here's um, a, a little a little thing i made earlier There we go there we go there it was for matt he just heard me go silent for a second that so was beautiful I didn't, know, I didn't hear it but i don't need
1: to speaking there of the go. chorus stuff i was at, um We were chatting before we started i was at a festival down brixton at the weekend there was a band on i had, and I don't know where they're from but we're called unschooling um, and it was a five-piece, and it was basically three three guitars and then bass and drums. But the three guitars were sort of two. I think it was like an Esquire and then a, a Melody Maker. So just bridge pickups, and then oh. a twelve-string as the third picku- as third guitar, and then the two the two sort of six-string guitars both just had buckets of chorus on them, and it was great. <laughs> it oh, sounded this really sounds good. Great, yeah. It was really mathy. It was kind of like fiddly, kind of like first album Foles, kind of Devo sort right. of lines. Um, and really, and kind of a bit of a Maccabees vibe without the sort of the less sort of poppy tunes, a bit more, bit more, bit more mathy than that. But yeah, they're really good. Just check them out. But yeah, just, oh, will, just buckets I'm of chorus on everything. Now.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I want. Yeah. I can actually, I can kind of see, I'm I'm looking at a few, uh, a few photos of them. And some of these I can see their pedal boards on the floor. And I think I can see a little, the bass player's got a little, uh, um, a little dimension chorus, a little boss dimension chorus mm, going yeah, on. Yeah, it wouldn't
1: surprise me. Probably got the chorus on the drums as well. Weirdly. Yeah,
0: weirdly, the, the bass player's got a set of Ernie Ball power slinkies just on the floor next to his <laughs> pedal board. I don't like that you're not gonna be able to just I mean, that's definitely yeah, if more convenient. Up a bass
1: string, just go home. He's <laughs> clearly not meant to be, is it? <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. Yes. Uh, wow, they, yeah, they, these guys look cool. I will check them
1: out. How, how was that? So that festival was called... A wide Awake Festival. So I think, it's, um, I, I think, right saying that it's the guys that run the Brixton Windmill, started it up a few years ago. I, I might be wrong, but basically all the, the stages are sponsored by the sort of small London venues. There was one that was co-sponsored by sort of Moth Club with DIY Magazine and and stuff like that. It, it was great. It was a really good lineup. The headliners were Primal Scream doing Scream of Delica in, in full, which was amazing, especially gets to that point in the night and been drinking wow. for quite a long time. <laughs> <laughs> There was a yeah, it was pretty messy. But then yeah, a few sort of newer bands like Yard Act were were really good. Um, sort of band from Leeds with um sort of kitchen sink kind of stories with just some really angular guitar stuff. think the guy it looked like an Esquire, but it wasn't quite an Esquire that he was playing. It had sort of a blacked out neck pickup, mm, but um cool. you know the kind of style of playing where it's it's messy on purpose, but you actually have to be really good to pull it off. <laughs> yeah, in a in you know, a kind of convincing way, it was a bit like that.
0: Right. Yeah. That's yes. That sounds. That sounds like the sort of guitar player that I wish I was. When I think yeah, I actually me am too. just
1: a me- <laughs> yeah, messy. It's
0: just,
1: just a mess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, had wh- Josh. Yeah. The horrors were there as well. So horrors aren't playing out that often anymore. But um, they uh, they had a shorter set because they had some tech difficulties. But that was really nice to see Josh out with that good guitar that made from back in twenty. Well, 20- 18 maybe something like that it's just getting on a bit now that one but yeah, played great. that for most of the set and it's, it's funny because it's got like a, a filtertron in it and a gold foil with a with a mastery trem and he's the new stuff off the ep that he was playing it on is basically the, the guitar tone is like ultra new metal like really, <laughs> <laughs> it's a really heavy new metal tone yeah clearly it sounded great but um but yeah you wouldn't have um it's not the one you were gone for but um
0: <laughs> so that's the that's the the fidelity signature model that you made for him which was was it was it a JB? That no, he, he yeah, it's a JB double, shape. It is a, J, oh yeah. yes, it is a JB.
1: Yeah, because it was based on a, an SG that he had, like um, a catalog or just like cheapo um sg that had a, a maple maple neck so it was that was one of his first guitars that he just loved the sound of so but just didn't play very well so he wanted something kind of inspired by that and then the the felt strong comes from sort of the, the cramps so he's a big cramps fan that's sort of his first touch point in terms of what guitar sounds they were trying to get on the first album in particular and then the gold foil for like the more washy kind of synth stuff yeah of course and
0: and uh do i remember correctly didn't you match the red to uh to some lipstick that he
1: provided? yeah that's right yeah was it ruby was it mac ruby, ruby woo <laughs> there's still a few photos knocking about the pop-up from a google photos every now and again sort of memories <laughs> <laughs> me <laughs> looking in the mirror <laughs> badly applied like lipstick trying to hold up a guitar <laughs> next to it see if i have got it quite close enough <laughs>
0: Did you did have you made many modifications on that guitar since since it went out to him?
1: No, it did a, f- a few bits after a couple of years, just um, sort of tweaking the bridge saddles and stuff. It could do with them um, the new sort of trim that I'm using now. So taking off that, the mastery is really good, but with with my bridge, it needs the um, the roller bar. That I was using for the first couple of years to to get the right break angle and keep everything sort of settled down and returns returns to pitch. Okay, so now I've swapped that out and using the descendant um, from Chris Pope instead, which is Ace. I know you've talked about it a bit on the the podcast before, but mm-hmm. just having the the ball ends of the strings sort of drop below the the, the surface of the guitar. It just lets you get a much better angle over, especially over the bridges I'm using, where it's kind of a variation on the telly bridge, where you don't have the same kind of height as a as a Gibson or, or Gretsch or something like that. Just really just it helps sort of get a good setup on it, and it just feels feels really nice to use as well.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, th- that's definitely a cool modification. I feel like that's that's kind of been a, a thing for for you throughout sort of Fidelity's uh, lifespan. Is you're constantly trying to think of ways to to improve them even though they're you know cracking guitars as they are you seem to always be fine-tuning things
1: yeah that's i think be daft not to there's always i'm still so like early into this it's still only like five and a half years since sort of launching the business and and prior to that it was only sort of a handful of of, um, the prototype ones so in terms of spec and also in terms of process how they're made still still learning a lot on every guitar i make it's sort of there's um how many are out there now but 130 140 something like that so if each one is sort of a percentage or so increment improvement on the the previous one, just in terms of craft and and the thing machines got in the shop, and then and like you say, yeah, spec and hardware and stuff like that. Um, it's getting to the point now where it's getting serious. I've become an importer. I've got like fifty fifty or so. Gotto tuner sets coming in i've got tons of <laughs> celluloid on the way from china so it's uh, it's all these things you can do once you get to a certain point where you can you can learn getting loads of sort of bigger volumes of custom hardware made and that kind of thing that you just can't do when you start out so it definitely course. helps yeah uh, 140 sounds like um a lot yeah it doesn't sound, it doesn't sound like enough to me <laughs> i kind of feel i feel like i always aim for I feel like I've been aiming for fifty a year for the last sort of couple of years, and and ended up more around sort of thirty something. I think this year will be the first one to sort of hit fifty, right? Um, because it got a good sort of twenty out out of the way right at the start of the year that we sort of started building last year, so it shouldn't be too much of a stretch to get another thirty out before before the year's gone. There's seventeen it's sort of in the on the workbench at the moment They're just going into assembly now, and then another sort of batch of twenty something behind that, so. Wow. And and we'll how see. many
0: how do how do how do they break down between how many of them are are the lights as opposed to the sort of full customs? Are you still yeah, seeing like light being incredibly popular?
1: It's about fifty fifty something yeah. like that. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of people sort of. um go to the site for the light stuff and then the line I know how exactly how it feels as, as a fellow guitar nerd, you sort of, you look at the stuff you can afford and then you talk yourself into the, <laughs> the, <sort of> the, <laughs> the next tier up. So I think that's, that's how some of the people's will arrive at that point, but yeah, it's, it's about half and half. Um, and, and which is great. I'd really glad to still be able to, of offer something at the price point that people kind of can, can get something from me, without having to drift in sort of two or three grand I kind of I've kind mm. of positioned it now they're going up in price a little bit but for the light twos I think it's going to be about 1600 quid including VAT in the UK so a bit less than that internationally but that, that for me that's the price of an American telly and I kind of want yeah. to be I want to be in that conversation if you're thinking about getting a telly then when you think about th- this instead is kind of where I'm putting it yeah. which sounds on the one hand is sounds incredibly sensible on the other hand it sounds incredibly stupid if you <laughs> consider that that's being made by one guy in a, in a small workshop and not in the Fender Factory where it's a lot cheaper yeah, But <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's kind of where my head's at. <laughs> yes, there is that.
0: Isotope and Native Instruments have teamed up to create the start to finish bundle that home recording guitar nerds have been waiting for. Plus, you dear listener get an extra 10% off with guitar nerds by using discount code NERDS10 at the checkout on Isotope.com. From the creative spark to the final touch their new bundles include pretty much everything you could possibly need, which is great because it's far too easy to sink hundreds of pounds and a big chunk of your time into just picking up random plugins The Music Production Suite 4.1 and Complete 13 bundle contains over 30 intelligent mixing, mastering and repair plugins, 65 premium instruments, 20 plus expansions and over 35 sounds and if that's a bit basic for you they've also bundled music production suite 4.1 with complete 13 ultimate which gives you everything that makes complete 13 incredible plus a colossal library of added synths sampled instruments and effects 115 plus premium instruments and effects 39 native instruments expansions and over 65,000 000 sounds Ooh, it sounds like a lot it is it's very good very comprehensive and as we've come to expect from Isotope, it's very good value. If you're looking to get into home recording, I cannot recommend it more highly. And if you're already into home recording, it, it really is the one stop shop for making what you do sound better. This podcast is entirely treated and produced using Isotope plugins, and native instruments have been responsible for almost every simple sample you've heard on our guitar nerd's jingles. Check out their great new bundles on isotope.com or follow links in the description of this podcast and use discount code NERDS10 at the checkout for 10% off anything in the Isotope arsenal. Um, but the, I, I guess the, the last time you came on the podcast, you just launched Light. I mean, we I think we spent the bulk of the podcast talking about how remarkable it was. And I guess you know how dangerous it was for you to workload-wise to to position a uh, you know a custom-built guitar at the at the price you did for the light. So the the idea with the with the Fidelity light, dear listener, if you're not familiar, just I'll be very brief. I appreciate it. I've spoken about Fidelity a bunch, so it, a lot of people probably know. But the the light is one of the three main body shapes that Fidelity do with a single pickup um and it's like a swimming pool routing right so you can have one of three positions and then you have like limited color options and the neck is it's it's different hardware isn't it it's not your own hardware
1: yeah that's that's changing this year so the part of the reason the pr- well, price is going up partly because everything's very expensive at the moment also because the, the specs changing a little bit so the lights are going to have the the proper custom bridge uh and the sort of the, the modified saddles and the through string with the, the brass fowler block that the premium stuff has from... It was supposed to be this month onwards. It's going to be next month onward. Oh, wow. Now, just to try and bring everything a bit more into line because it made sense to try... When I was trying to keep them as cheap as possible, we sort of first launched the light one to go for off-the-shelf bridge uh, and sort of, and the cheaper tuners and stuff. But now... I feel like most people who are buying the lights kind of up spec it. There's very few of them that are sort of being spec at the, the base level. So, right. it kind of made more sense to to offer a few of those things that people are picking most of the time as as, as the standard spec instead, and just kind of unify the the range a bit more.
0: I see, I see. And then yeah, you you introduced the Light Two series. That was after we last last spoke. Mm-hmm. And I guess was that was that for a similar reason? Because the Light Two, dear listener, you you you, you know you might well guess. Is the same as the light, but with two pickups, right? That's the only change in the light. Yeah, tool. that's
1: basically it. And then, um, so on the light ones, the the jack sockets on the metal control plate next to the volume control, and on the twos, it moves moves to the the body edge, sort of tele-style.
0: Ah, right. So, do you move the tone control onto the body instead of being on the lower horn?
1: Yeah, that's it. So, tone control moves onto the plate next to the volume, and then the the pickup selector, the rotary pickup selector, on the horn.
0: Right, right. I see. Ah, uh, yes, of course, of course, because you need a pickup selector now.
1: Right. Yeah, that makes sense. But um,
0: did did you introduce the light too? Because you found so many people were upgrading the light one.
1: Yeah, and asking yeah, people asking for sort of, drop emails. Like, oh, I'd really like this, but with two pickups and get enough of those, and you kind of you get the the gist. <laughs> that's what people want. So <laughs> give the people what they want. So yeah, that's um, that's entirely the same same as any of the the good stuff. That I do in terms of sort of design ideas or or models that kind of thing is all entirely born out of um, sort of customer ideas and and you, you sort of notice the trends and and, and it's the ones that seem to be pretty popular try and build into into sort of models or variations of models.
0: I see. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: And I guess, uh, um, well, actually,
0: on on that note, there's um, you, you know, you you occasionally make a something weird. You make something that's <laughs> like a. That, that's not one of the three body shapes, the JB, the Stellarosa, or the Double Standard. Um, and they tend to be things that, like, complete custom builds for people where they've asked for something, you know, some weird, unusual shape. But there is there is a body shape that's appeared a couple of times now. Um, and I yeah. don't know, is, is it something
1: that, that you're going to be working towards? Yeah, I think, the, I, think I will work it up into... I, I think I'll work it up into... A, a, a standalone sort of baritone model because it, it first appeared as a, as a baritone for Dustin Babitska. B- so, um, so I think on Instagram it's watched this button do yeah. Dustin, but um, <laughs> man with 10 million guitars and, and all of the, uh, all of the effects pedals in the world. I think he runs a studio um, mm. and so he, he was an early customer. He bought um, a pink Stellaross, one of the first Stellarossers and, um, I don't know if you had it, Joe, for a while. I think you did, actually. I did. I free you to look pick it, up. It. Yeah. yeah, I that the was the pickup one for a bit. Yeah, so he bought that. Um, and then he commissioned, came back sort of a couple of years later and commissioned this baritone sort of based on a, a shape he'd had in his head that was kind of sort of wave-influenced. Um, so I drafted that up, sort of based on some just little snapshots of, of sketches that he um, he'd sent over to me. Um, and then we did some, and then just kind of went, off the deep end with it. <laughs>
0: so so let's let's, let's talk about
1: let's talk about that guitar. This is a
0: so this is kind it's a single cut. So it's your only single cut, but it's um mm. it's quite a modern single cut shape. It almost the upper horn almost has an offset feel to it.
1: Yeah, yeah, it does. It looks to to my eye it's almost a little bit um Mansony I'd say. It's it's that kind of sort I can of see um, that. Yeah, so with with a slightly more sort of bulbous uh, sort of bit on the, the side that doesn't have the horn, so on the base side. Um, so I guess it's kind of sort of a, a, a bent Telecaster shape, but pretty far away from from a Telecaster once you get to the end of it, and then quite wide on the the hips as well, but a little bit more angular. And yeah, you're right. It's, it's a more modern shape, I think, which is why I'd, on that one in particular, I've tried to sort of um, tone it down with the other stuff that's on there to make push it back a bit more. Vintage or a bit more catalog-y, um mm-hmm. rather than sort of leaning leaning into that. If people want to check it out and on the Instagram, it's, if you scroll back down um, through the stuff on it, it's the one it will st- <laughs> it will jump out. It's the one that's got the like inlaid um, like Japanese wave pattern on it in the on the top.
0: <laughs> yeah, of course, like a, a, a sort of a. Is it a two-tone sunburst or is it just like a
1: yeah two, two, two things three-tone sort of sunburst what, what, what I call a what do I call it blood orange burst or a harmony burst right. something like that so not not quite a tobacco sunburst but yeah with um there was a laminate top um with sort of ash on the top and then steamed eucalyptus underneath which is kind of the black so and then cut back down through the ash to expose the the black wood underneath which is what that pattern is and then filled in the the routing with clear resin um. And then and then painted over and then bound it and then painted over the top of it. This this guitar must have taken you as long as five yeah, it's a, of your yeah. normal ones. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time I've done any resin stuff as well, so I got a newfound oh respect no. for like Tobias Casper <laughs> and, and all the guys that do like resin river and stuff like that. Because me trying to do a tiny bit of resin work filling in this this pattern was just the. The biggest fucking mess you've ever seen. <laughs> I the first time around, stuck the top to it to the table. that was on because I didn't expect the resin to go like through the wood. <laughs> so it was just yeah, it was um, it was horrific. It was good in the end, but it, it was a learning curve. I've and, actually got another one in the workshop at the moment, which has been much smoother <laughs> What is Another, result. another. One. Are you calling this the DB? Is, is yeah, I think a I'll call it a DB. Yeah, it's kind of uh, for for dusting and also sort of for decibels needs uh, uh, yes. to fit for for the baritone i feel but like yeah, there's a there's another one in the shop that's going to to germany and it's that's got a different vibe that's um that's got some poison green in the the wave pattern inlay uh, oh, over a black cool. veneer so it's definitely a bit, a bit more sort of a modern modern slash stoner vibe going on with that one
0: and i think i saw that shape again um turn up in like a like a vintage white
1: with a... Yeah, a that's right. Color, so yeah. I, was, I was going to... Um, or I'm going to get this wrong. It's either Angel or Angel, but... Um went to the States and he's kind of modified that since then as well so he kind of bought it and used it as a, as a mod platform and he stuck an extra pickup in the neck and sort of made his own metal work stuff which is ace because that's kind of exactly what I had in mind for it that it was it wasn't ex- so expensive that you didn't want to mess with it that right. you could sort of because and like you said with that big pickup cavity that was entirely the point of that not only does it make it easier for me to, to manufacture but it makes it a lot easier for people to mod it after the fact as well so you can chuck new pickups in it and stuff like that that's what that's what i want to see that's what i do with guitars so i'd hate to make stuff that was so inflexible that you felt like you couldn't do that to it even though it's a custom guitar so well, that's that's, that's quite been really a unique, cool that's quite a unique usp really to fidelity guitars because it's, you
0: know if you're gonna buy a custom guitar normally it would be just to be kept as it is or you know the the custom guitar is gonna be so weird and unusual and not the standard things that you're not going to be able to easily modify it so mm. yeah that's yeah and that's,
1: the, the premium stuff is more like that like the the the, the deluxe stellar rust and stuff where it would be a bit trickier to mod or in the saying that they're all sort of p90 size routing and stuff but they're, they're not necessarily once you want to start taking apart straight away whereas the lights like it makes me happy if i see people messing around with them <laughs> it's kind of that's what it's all about for me
0: and uh, the I want want to talk about the the pickup that was in that white one because it was it was it was it looked like a radiator
1: yeah <laughs> it's the it's the jewel foil so it's the mojo pickups one he's been doing it for a few years now it's, it's a few variants of that pickup uh i, I think that was the full size original jewel foil which is just absolutely massive like it's only about a centimeter thick um but it's it's huge <laughs> so you can't have it on, on its own as a as a bridge pickup is it's quite sort of light because it just you're not trying to wedge it in there with other stuff but i think i think it's now got gold foil p90 in the neck now that's been modded but but still um but yeah that's that's a cool pick i mean, he does it in a, a wide range style size casing as well and he's now started doing it in a regular humbucker size casing um which is smart because obviously you can drop it into a few more different things but it's yeah. just um it's two Tysco spec gold foils single core gold foils wires in in one Casing effectively in the same way as a, a regular humbucker, but splittable as well. So it's basically a splittable gold foil humbucker. <laughs>
0: Guitar nerds are teaming up with Music Nomad and I I really think, nerds, you need to check out musicnomadcare.com. We've spoken about all their wonderful guitar maintenance products on the podcast and and I really can't emphasize how important it is to look after your gear and how easy Music Nomad make that for you with things like their their how-to advice center and their setup hub. Music Nomad have been around for a little over 10 years and in that time they've become one of the most recognized brands for guitar tech gear. They're available worldwide in every guitar store you can think to name and it's for a good reason. All their products are professional grade quality, every tool and even the cases the tools come in are designed for proper, rugged, on the road use. Make sure you check out what all the buzz is around Music Nomad, as they are redefining and raising the bar for equipment care. Learn more at MusicnomadCare.com or follow them on social media with at MusicnomadCare. Oh, that's that's very cool. That's yeah, that's that sounds like something I, I should get and put in something, or just get and leave on the side and actually... <laughs>
1: just admire. <laughs> you yeah. can make a nice little stand for it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. exactly. But coming that, back um, to the uh oh sorry, I was go say that baritone's got the same pickups as well. So there's two of those with the, the wide range sized ones which are a bit smaller in that baritone and then a tele neck, neck pickup in the middle um as well with a ton of switching so both the humbuckers are splittable and then the tele neck pickups on a four-way rotary so it's got a normal sort of gibson toggle for neck and neck and bridge and in between and then you can introduce the middle pickup in four different ways so you can either have just the the middle pickup on its own <laughs> or mix it in series mix it in with whatever's going on in parallel or, or then not or not having it at all so that's that's it. um it's pretty they're, they're so ridiculous and <laughs> on, on top
0: of the weird resin finish and and already this being a unique shape and we haven't even talked about what's actually the weird bit about this guitar uh, just yet <laughs> yes
1: yeah. yeah. yeah, so it's got um it's a neola NRGFX, effects he's down your way joe i think he's along the, yes. the coast in, in eastbourne yes um yes. and he's an amazing guy and he's a amazing he was trained as a luthier so he's probably <laughs> technically a better luthier than me but he's definitely a better um better electronics so he makes pedals under nrG effects most of the time and he does the old custom bit and bob as well um and dustin has asked for some sort of controllable fuzz so almost like a joystick controllable fuzz but where the joystick looks like a trem arm um so i stupidly agreed (laughs) and kind of and then and then Neil was stupid enough to agree (laughs) to work with me on it um so I came up with the the mechanism so I basically just broke a a Jag Trem um like a US Jag Trem and just stole the the collet and the arm out of it and then built that into a bar that had um like a cog system on it so like a, a like a toothed gear with a belt which attached to a pot in the same way as a wire pedal um and the, so that pot in there was the one that controlled the parameters of the fuzz and then and then sent it to Neil and was like hey, work it up. <laughs> <laughs> so he, kind of just, he managed to build this incredible like baritone voiced fuzz with controllable feedback which is what the arm oh, that's controls what it is, it yeah so it controls like the pitch of the like the self oscillation or like the, the feedback loop so you can sort of tune the drone notes on it with the arm um, it's got a couple of other functions as well yeah it's, it's absolutely mad and he managed to build all that onto a circuit the size sort of a, of a a large postage stamp somehow um and it sounded amazing it's great <laughs> i think there's um if you go to uh china mike's channel, it's the cgs um guitar channel um he's got a video on there from i think it was last year's boutique guitar showcase that he did at his house where he's um, messing around with that and it sounds <laughs> it sounds really good i think neil neil's got a little video on his youtube channel as well
0: yeah yes i Watched it on on loop. It's, it's, <laughs> do you think that's the maddest thing
1: you've ever built? Yeah, yeah, roughly <laughs> out there. Like every bit of it. it's not even like. Can we have it with a stupid effect? Yes. Can we have it with the resin up? Yes. And a new shape? yeah Baritone. Okay. Yeah. It's just all of the ideas, but it's, I'm just really happy how it turned out. It kind of worked. It resulted. It didn't look too different to what I'd normally do. It kind yeah, of I guess fit. it's a
0: lot of things to take a punt on, isn't
1: it? Yeah. Yeah. And. and I guess the way I kind of approach it is that you, you say yes as, as often as you can and then you work it out as you go along. And and some, most of the time that works out, uh, but sometimes it doesn't. You kind of have to go back back a few steps and and try it again. But then, like I said before, it's where all the the good stuff comes from, sort of, the stuff that I would never think of to do on, on my own. So unless someone suggests that to you and you, you, kind of, you agree to it and you, you go for it, then... It's never gonna you're never gonna do that stuff. You kind of have to jump into it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so.
0: Now, um the the last time the last time we saw each other was at the Birmingham guitar show. Um where you had a bit of a, a Stellarosa uh stand. Stellarosa
1: fest it was the- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just choking on some wine. Stellarosa fest. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um and uh, and one of the one of the guitars you brought along was, in fact, your very stellarosa, one that you'd made for yourself, which was was that the first time you'd ever had a chance to make a guitar for yourself?
1: A couple of them sort of in theory were for myself, but in the knowledge that that they were probably going to be sold, so there was a blue blue j b that um Jackson tried out for a while um, that went, and then that first stellarosa light one the red one that you had for a while that one I was kind of had my eye on because I, I thought it's there was a couple of bits that went sort of super tight around the edges of it I thought I'll keep that and there's someone maybe an offer on it and was really into it and just, yeah couldn't say no so it was it very good before.
0: that red one was really good yeah. I, know,
1: I know there were things that you noticed on it but the, the,
0: I, I would—I really liked that so I thought about making you an offer on that one as well
1: oh, yeah me too I was really <laughs> it wasn't even the prize it was just that the guy was so enthusiastic about it that um, <laughs> I, just, I thought it would be really mean to, to turn him down so please anyone listening do not make an offer on this new one I probably, I probably will cave but um, yeah so yeah it, it, but all along it's been like this is definitely just one for me Cause I've not had a guitar here, not full time for the whole of lockdown. I don't think. I think really, but, wow. yeah, not nothing. Like the more the more I build, the, l- the less I play, and the less time I have to play when I'm at home. So I tend to just play at the workshop where there's a few. There's always a few things sort of knocking about, and mm-hmm. um, sort of guitars that are getting finished and, and setting them up and, and testing them out, and the odd sort of bits of repairs that come in and stuff. So that kind of keeps me satisfied but it doesn't mean i haven't done a lot of recording or anything in the last couple of years so it's been really nice to finally have one that's just gonna stay here that i can kind of fiddle around with stuff and use as a bit of a um sort of test bed for ideas and as well and uh, but mainly just so i've got something to actually write some music on for a change it'd be nice
0: it's um it's it's very simple and conventional um yeah. considering yeah. some of the stuff you make and and to be honest considering even the spec of a lot of your lights and and things like that you've you've been quite conservative with uh mm. with this model no,
1: i think the way i play which is <laughs> the opposite word, badly but um i'd like to keep the guitar as simple as possible and i've started trying to force myself to play more with my fingers over the last few years um and sort of get more dynamics out of the guitar that way and just not have any distractions on it so no switching barely any controls just the volume and tone um and just try and sort of play the guitar rather than fiddling with it and then do all of the nonsense on the pedal board instead so I'm, Mm -hmm. i'm just a yeah massive junkie and that's that's where the silliness comes in i think in terms of guitar i try and keep it I'm, I'm playing quite simple stuff and i just like to be able to focus on that and and making the simple things i'm doing sound nice in terms of the way i'm playing them and then and then mess about after that sure sure so you've gone you've gone for the stella shape mm. um with in kind of a honey burst mm. I'd call that—that's kind of the blood orange burst. I'd call that. So right. it's kind of almost like Gretsch orange in the middle, and then Oxblood oh, yes. blood on the sides, and then kind of blending. There is a, th- a third colour in there you wouldn't necessarily notice, but sort of a, a trans red as well, just to blend it a bit.
0: I see, I see. And then uh, like a lovely thick sort of grandma's jewellery torque guard <laughs> on on either side. So you've yeah. gone for the split guard, which is very cool. Um, and then you've gone for the descendant vibrato. But you've gone for quite an interesting pickup, bang in the middle of the body.
1: Yeah, I think I think you and Jackson had a chat about this the other week on the the, the show podcast. So it's it's a. Uh, kind of a budget variation of the Charlie Christian that Mark at Mojo Pickups makes. So normally the one that I'd use in the Stellar is a P90 size with sort of a, a nickel casing and then sort of a black insert with the the blade magnet and he also makes them in sort of the traditional black and white plastic trapeze or Charlie Christian shape and a few variations on that. Um, but he's done one, he's calling the Deco Sonic so it's basically just a um, it's really simple bobbin, I guess it's Bakelite or, or something similar um, with six sort of chunky pole pieces and a base plate and that's kind of it um, and it sounds very close to his regular Charlie It's a little bit more spanky like a little bit more fendery I'd say um, which is fine because that, that suits me that's kind of what I like um, but yeah I think for the for the launch of it he's sort of worked up where it's got sort of an art deco um, kind of drawing on the cover of it but my one's just just black still just blacked out and i really like it <laughs> yeah i
0: i actually i think i prefer it aesthetically you know i, I think mm-hmm. i prefer it to to the to the other one it's just it's very simple very
1: uh
0: sort of functional looking and i, I kind of like that about it
1: yeah me too I, I like about it too and i like the fact it's it's not It's sort of it it looks like cheap materials as well. Like obviously, it's the right materials for what it what it is. It's not to say Mm. it's badly made. It's just that those sort of old school wax coated kind of um, like hardboard or bobbins. Just yeah, it really does it for me. (laughs) I I like the look of stuff like that. I think the the one with the Art Deco um, drawing on it is is mainly for. or was definitely requested by Water Slide Guitars over in the States, who makes sort of really yes. good sort of Fender Fender style stuff with a lot of gold foils and again sort of taut and similar sort of aesthetics to to what I like and what I do, but but more very much more sort of in the Fender camp, um, but with bits of Art Deco and, and stuff like that as well. Very cool
0: very cool indeed
1: now at the uh, at the guitar show at
0: the Birmingham guitar show did you did you have a chance to knock around the, the show a lot and see see any other stands
1: yeah a little bit I had wander around um, uh, what's jumped out uh, the um, the Kisara that you guys were talking about was also my favourite guitar of the show um, it was the first time I'd yeah. seen seen them
0: or even heard of them I felt bad about that because I realised I know I know <laughs> <laughs> this, it was bad that they actually have, I was sort of like, oh, hey, you're new, are you? And it's like, oh, no, they actually have some A-list uh, sort of uh, guitar players who play them. It's like, oh, right, it's me that's an idiot. But, <laughs> but um, the, yeah, they. Uh, I, I felt bad because of that. But it was the first time I'd seen or heard of uh, those guitar and guitars, and they,
1: they were very, very cool oh, indeed. They're so good. They're so well made and, and beautiful. And, yeah, he's a lovely guy. Um, it's that uh, yeah? they great. I'd chat to him. Bef- i to him a couple of times previously, briefly. The first time I'd met him properly at the show, um, but I did a a JB for um, for B-tronics, uh for Felipe over at Beatronics the uh, pedal builder in I mean, Los Angeles, who has got a couple of guitars. But he, he when we were specking it up, he sent me a picture of <laughs> one of the guitars that was like yellow with leopard taut And he's like, I want it a bit like this. Uh, and when I finished it up, he was like, mm, That's a big guitar. I best drop him a message. Just <laughs> 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 and he was really cool about it. It was fine. They're basically all magpies anyway. So these, you can't help it. These things sort of bleed into each other. Um, but yeah, that was uh, that was cool. But it was good. It was yeah, good to see them in the the flesh. They're they're really really pretty guitars.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was. It was great, and it was. Yeah, but
1: right up my street, see something with
0: whatever it was, seventeens.
1: Uh, <laughs> it was B to oh, B. That was that was great. I, Doesn't I even need to be a baritone, does it? Seventeens no. on everything.
0: Exactly, exactly. That's uh, that, that is the solution. But yeah, Where's that was the very seat? good.
1: Uh... David uh, and Coates guitars. Um mm-hmm. so it was nice to meet him. Um so I think he's only started in the last sort of eighteen months, something like that. Um but again just a lovely guy doing sort of the catalogue style stuff, with his own sort of twist on it. He's using a lot of trying to keep things as local as possible. So I think he's using the um the paint manufacturer up in Manchester where he is and creamery pickups. So Jamie up in Manchester winding those for him. Um and just some really cool like New designs and really nice guitars. I think he's he's really early in it, so he's still kinda sort of feeling his way sort of to, in, into running the business, but he's doing some some great stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool, really interesting. I love that even like the um the there each each model is named after um an area local to him and stuff, which
1: is yeah. Which is very cool. There's the lot- such, isn't it?
0: uh there's yeah there's a there's a lot of like character i think with with those Mm. end i think they've got you know they're they're gonna be great i think they're gonna do loads of stuff do you do you think um do you think it's it's becoming a trend then the sort of uh, as you put it catalogue uh guitars do you think uh are you seeing more more and more companies come out that are doing kind of a, a similar thing to what
1: to what you're doing yeah, they're all mugging me off. <laughs> it's clearly me that started it and no one else. I, I definitely didn't copy anyone. No, I think it's... Um, uh, like Dennis Fano was kind of a big influence on on me and the Novo stuff. And I think that, that the fact that he's managed to take that to a level where um, he's selling quite a lot of guitars and you see them quite in quite a lot of places and it's obviously not just him there's a lot of other people coming up around sort of the same sort of ideas but I think that's bleeding in now into the people who are starting out that it seems it seems like there's more young luthiers starting out doing that style of guitar rather than doing the the, what I would have called the more traditional particularly British style where it's more about the woods um, and about the finish sort of of a, a high end finish um, maybe something sort of Patrick Eggerly, which is not that's not me um sort of saying that's a bad thing like he makes, he's just a massive inspiration in terms of what he's done um with the business but also just in terms of the, the beautiful guitars that he makes That they're, they're not my style but they're incredible and I, I feel like that's kind of, that's what I always thought of as sort of um, small business sort of British luthiers coming up and it seems to, there's been a bit sort of an American thing that's bled in Um that, yeah, I definitely think it's more of that Castle kind of vibe coming through now.
0: That's such an interesting point. I've never thought about it, but you're so absolutely right. That sort of the British luthier is, it's it's like traditionally, it's kind of a, a weird, uh, maybe like a, a very slender offset Les Paul with 500 different rare woods and and yeah. it's yeah it's that i guess it's that patrick eggle thing which um yeah it's,
1: it's wood and it's gloss and it's very very well made um, Yeah, but it's at risk of <laughs> angering someone i admire like very much it's not necessarily <laughs> that cool oh no um, no it's definitely yeah.
0: it's definitely a quite a dated thing i think uh no uh i i, I I've met and interviewed Patrick Kegel a few times. He's a he's a lovely fellow. I think he does some great mm. stuff. But yeah, yeah, it's it's the same. That that sort of things not quite for me. It's they're, uh There they're more in common with like a, a PRS, I guess, than yeah, sort exactly. of anything else. Yeah. It's that kind of it's that kind of vibe, which which is fine. It's just not not my kind of vibe. But yeah. Um, that was historically everything that was all uk custom shops yeah and uh and then i guess it is kind of recent we're, we're seeing the you get the two the two ends of it because we we do still have like a whole bunch of like the ultra modern builders who aim for yeah everything's headless and uh you fan fretty and then you of course get the the builders that the uh sell themselves on on being super weird. So the ones that we mm. use like resin or I don't know, have wolves on them and things like that. You know, which which are aiming at a very specific
1: market. But, Velociraptors, shout yeah. out to Stuart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> um, whose guitars are amazing as well, by the way.
0: But. Yeah, yeah. They they are. They're 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 fantastic. spc make great guitars. There's one still on on he he lent me one just before lockdown and I still haven't given it back. I feel like I, I a long way to continue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But um, but yeah, they, I've I've never really thought about that. But you, you're so right. The the British Luthier thing was a very particular thing for so long, and I guess it is a sort of bleeding in of the the US's taste in that sort of catalogy sort of fifties meets modern guitars that that seems to be happening over here. Certainly with you, with Ann Coates, with Katara, you know, with it, we, with you know, no, I can't think of any others that are doing it <laughs> at the moment.
1: But yeah, the other one that jumped out at me the show was um, it was and he was a lovely guy was well, um, Remco Trouble, so um, Mr. Trouble Guitars. Um, so he's in. Um, the Netherlands, um, I think it's near Amsterdam, but a similar kind of thing, again, sort of a kind of an offset, um, sort of catalogy ish kind of thing with relicking and that kind of thing. His guitars were really nice too, but yeah, again, it sort of falls into that. That boy Trent as well as the Trent guitars. Mm, um, of course, I think yeah. James' James's home had a Model 1 on the stand, which was lovely. Yeah, and in like was, a lovely just sort of lipstick pink. That was very yeah. nice. No it's a great one he's so he's using um uh water based uh paint that's a bit more environmentally friendly and he's just started doing his or um, getting someone locally to him to make his own hardware as well so his own plates and bridge plate and stuff which has just sort of taken it to another level so that's they're really um, good. yeah yeah well deserved sort of guitarist or guitar magazine awards um last year as well yeah Those, yeah they're cool.
0: They're definitely Trent guitars are definitely on my list of uh, of things that I will uh, I I will purchase um, that I haven't quite got round to yet because that list is long. But but I, I will I will get there eventually. What about like a, what about effects stuff or amps or other things at the show? Did did anything? I'm putting you on the spot a little bit with that. So don't worry if there's nothing that you know.
1: No, it's fine. But it's, it's, I'm contractually obliged to say Hampstead for, on both counts. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did because I wanted to talk to you about Hampstead because Hampstead is one of those brands that I, I'd never. But just never got to meet them. Even when we did an in-store at GAC, when I was the marketing manager at GAC, it was like we did a, an event with them and it fell on like an evening oh, really? where I wasn't there. And, and you know, so I've just, I'd never met them until uh, until that guitar show. Now, I've never really got to try them out. They were always on the shop floor at GAC, but also uh, w- when I was there, I was very... Uh so very... looking to the of this adjective <laughs> no, no it's just I just didn't care if it wasn't a Vox <laughs> ac thirty that was that was how I was for a couple of years at Gax, so then try things out a lot because I was so cornered into that that amplifier, and I kind of wish I'd given them more time and recently I've been checking out their pedals, and I was like, man, they do some great stuff the, the
1: pedals are so good, I mean the amps are ridiculously good, they're very they're, they're very. I'd say they're very high end. Um, so the, the 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 full fat ones, kind of the the artists. Um, I'd, I'd say they're they're kind of uh, either the wealthy amateur or the professional amp, and they're kind of stage amps, I guess. Or they're, they're best as a stage amp. Like they're loud but super clear. Um, like you can hear everything through them, and and really flexible as well. I've got attenuation built-in and like switchable eqs and reverb like amazing reverb a really nice trim <clears throat> so they they just sound great they're just there's like a proper pro amp like if you're gonna get yeah. one and, yeah they do a combo but like get it with a head and a whatever size cab you want they'll make as well and really yeah they just sound really good. they just did um a collaboration with uh mule um resonators over in the states and um they so they had a I've like the oh, I've forgotten the name now Mulecaster. Hmm. so like the the solid the uh, steel bodied kind of um sort of fender style resonator um and they made a specially voiced head for that uh oh, was the baritone so baritone voiced head oh, um that's very cool, yeah, and then did a, a limited run um of fifteens um so 15 inch speaker cabs to go with it as well all in like black but like a really nice kind of um slightly shiny kind of black tolex with black oh. grills and like all blacked out and i i painted all the the control panels for them in like you know the the matte black paint you got on the inside of like bonnets so like car car engine oh, paint that's... effectively so yeah I had a bun- bunch of those in the workshop so they're on those those amps they're doing like a limited run of those to go with the 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 mule guitars that match it so that's that's How pretty did I cool miss-
0: this
1: i am terrible at my job
0: this this sounds like the coolest thing ever and
1: 15s yeah, yeah with the 15 it sounds absolutely it's massive it's, it's a huge sound it's like yeah it was just every time you fired that up over the weekend at the show it was like you, you get that kind of bass face on you can't help it yeah um so that's that's cool, um, and I think we're we're chatting about doing a a five watt at some point, and do that as a collaboration oh, with them because they're they're cool. only local and they're they're really nice guys. So yeah, we we want to do something together at some point to so do like a a more kind of vintage sort of five watt thing, but with a few of their like Peter's thing is he'll just, he just he tries to improve all the circuits that he works on. And he's talking about building things like um, sort of DI outs and stuff like that to make it a good like sort of desktop recording amp as well as being a cool like like low wattage vintage amps. So no, that's definitely we'll
0: the flavour of, uh, of the month at the moment, but turning it into a desktop recording amp as well as being able to do everything else, that's that's what you want.
1: Yeah, but then to also be like, to like look the part as well and to, and to just act like a really nice low watt valve amp with a cab when you need it to as well, kind of a do-all thing. I think it's a long way down the to-do list for the sound of it, but that'd be mm. cool to work on that at some point.
0: Because they, they uh, only but,
1: do like a 20 watt and a 60 watt. Right, it's, yeah, it's
0: standard. So yeah,
1: yeah, and even the twenty light is what is loud. I think it's got um they've got switchable voltage on a uh, switchable output on them. So, so you can um switch it down to five watt. I think on the, mm. the twenty you can go twenty or five, and I think the sixty goes 60, 25. So you can you can bring it down, but they're still still very loud. That's good. (laughs) That's what what they're built for. They're built to just like crank it out and and not to like lose everything in the mush of doing that. Like that's super, the, the definition on them, is like the amazing thing about them. They just you, you can just hear exactly what the, the guitarist is doing, what the guitar is doing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And then the pedals are really good as well. So they've they've got the signature trem, um, which is one of the best sounding trems I've ever heard. And then a, a, a range of different sort of boosts and. You and always you
0: always yeah. have a pedal a hamster pedal in every sh- shot that you take on your on your floor when when you take a a shot of one of your fidelities when you finish yeah. them you always have a, a something plugged in they're pretty
1: and i like them and um yeah they do me a discount So <laughs> they're in <laughs> i got the um loaded for bare cables as well which are really pretty and just work and sound great as well but they do those in loads of different colors too so nice to have that stuff lying around you kind of mix and match for photos and that also just really usable cool stuff hmm.
0: yeah yeah, they, they look great. They, I mean, and and fantastically, they actually do a bass-suited drive pedal uh, yeah, as well yeah, with the, the subspace. Yes,
1: yeah, so it's like a bass-voiced version of the uh, Odyssey, Odyssey, which was the sort of do-it-all Swiss Army knife um, drive pedal, which I think was sort of the first, first drive pedal that they put out. Um, I think the the tram came before that, mm. um, but they've also just done another one with some like a, I think they're doing a limited run. It's either out now or it's like coming out soon with um, some germanium like some new old stock like germanium um, in there as well. Um, that sounded even even better. Mm. Uh, so. Yeah, I thought that might be, that might be the reaction. Yeah, that sounds very cool. Yeah, I think I'm gonna gonna have to
0: get a subspace. The thing is, what I really want is the comet. They do a comet, dear listener, which is a. It's just another drive pedal. They seem to do like three variants of the same drive with that basically have more or less controls. Is is
1: yeah? I I think that's my favourite one, like comet. So that's the the one that's in the dark green casing. That's that's right, yeah. I think it came after the Odyssey, and it's it's in theory a simpler sort of more kind of WYSIWYG intuitive um like drive but actually the circuit apparently is more complicated than than the odyssey (laughs) really um but i I really like it because it's it's sort of lower gain but on the the odyssey you can only kind of bottom out you can't quite bottom out the gain control you can always hear the clipping ever Ah, so slightly even at even at sort of the minimum. Um, so it's it's more for doing sort of slightly more more driven tones, whereas mm. the, the, the different circuit in the comet means that when you turn the gain right down, it doesn't sound clippy at all. It just sounds like your your clean tone effectively. I see. Very cool. Yeah, that
0: I I'm a I'm a, a fan of a, a drive pedal like that that can maybe be just a touch more transparent. The comet mm. really looks like the, the the ticket to be honest. I bet it sounds great on bass anyway. Um, yeah, and I've really enjoyed the guitar demos I've seen of it. So I, I might take a punt on the on the comet instead of the it's subspace a good one. just to do it. Get something it's the, different.
1: the Zenith as well, which is the the boost and compressor, which again just sounds amazing. It's got some mad switching built into it as well. So you can have like different it, it looks like it should be pretty self-explanatory but you can have quite a lot of of preset stuff in there and control it through switches in quite a lot of different ways so that's kind of a sort of swiss army knife thing again they're really good at sort of putting these small pedal packages together but they do a lot when you really get into it Mm. yeah those they've got kind of they remind me of like
0: jackson audio in in the Mm. in the sort of how um uh i guess neat and modern and Uh, swiss army knife the 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 pedals tend to be and they're they're you know they're pricey they're premium pedals that that
1: do a lot at a very high quality bar yeah definitely and the thing is it's so it's a sort of small batch as well i guess it's like their workshop is maybe 10, 10 15 miles sort of west from where i am in cambridge um and it's on like an old farm it's been converted into um small small units and it's just peter um and his family effectively so his wife and, and sons and then brian love who um he's sort of uh is it's taken over from tim as kind of the ears in the shop um and tim's still involved he's living out in norway now but it's it's just a small family run business they're they're doing all these pedals by hand putting the components on the boards sort of one at a time so it's um yeah that's where the 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 money comes from the the time that goes into designing them the time that goes into populating it all um just just in a little a little shop in the, the middle of the fence
0: very cool very cool yeah they look they look wicked um. We're on the
1: amp topic. I should um, talk about the Greer that I've got recently as well, because that's oh yes, amazing. there
0: was a little Greer amp on your. Um uh, on your booth, wasn't it? And I, I didn't. I, I I really intended to try and get to plug that in and give that a a listen, but I I didn't I didn't quite I didn't quite get a, get a chance. Uh,
1: yeah, I kind of just brought it along as sort of eye candy for the for the stand because obviously we're on a sort of shared shared hamster stand. So <laughs> it's not cool just bringing other stuff in and hooking it up. Um, but it's it's my sort of main thing in the workshop now. It's five watts. Uh, I think It's one EL eighty four. Uh, and then I've have switched out the preamp valve now on, on um Nick's advice to a fifty seven fifty one, which makes it sort of a bit more you got a bit more clean headroom when it um when right. it arrived I think it had a twelve AX seven in there and it just it just crunched like yeah. all crunch I all
0: bet the time. it's, it's basically
1: a fuzz pedal in amp form yeah exactly but it was the best crunch you've ever heard like right. it's, it's like <laughs> oh I'm just to sell all my drive pedals <laughs> they all sound terrible in comparison to this like it's and it is the loudest thing in the world like even with this new preamp valve and it, it doesn't go above you, you can't put it above two really really yeah it's it's absolute monster you, sort of, you can't go can't go above two if you do go above two you'll get louder up to about five and then it starts to get more crunchy after that but um <laughs> It's yeah, it's ace, and it's just it's so tiny you can just chuck it about, or just you could chuck it in your backpack, and like I swear you could. It's loud enough that you could gig with it and have just about enough headroom to to get away with it. If you've not seen uh, them, dear
0: listener, they're essentially they're like, they're basically like a, a wooden cube, um, you know, with the the, the little Greer five. What they're they're fantastic. You never see them over here.
1: No, it was, he, he, st- he makes them sort of one at a time, sort of in his in his garage. I think he's in Portland now um and yeah so there's not many of them about i think he's got a couple of dealers i think chicago music exchange in the states stocked them i think a few other places stocked them but they're just very small volume i was very lucky that he he liked the guitars and we did kind of a a swap so i built a two pickup stellar for for him in um sort of army green um it was a really cool one with uh with like copper copper tape behind the celluloid binding that was um <laughs> stupid ideas that I should say no to that I say yes to it's like, how do you put copper how do you put attach copper as binding and the answer is not to buy the copper <laughs> the copper strips that you use to line your roof with and put under the tiles that doesn't work um anyone who's thinking about it what does work is to go around and put on 10 layers of copper tape which then compresses down to look like copper strip and then put the celluloid binding over the top of it so anyway it was it was worth it it was a nice touch it looked really cool at the end but anyway yeah so that he he ordered that guitar and in return um got the the amp from him and uh yeah it's worked out perfectly because it's it's amazing it's kind of I've never had a, a really like even though I've got the Tone King even then it was like yeah, it's, it's good it's a good amp whereas this is like oh this is like a a proper next level amp like it just it was like taking cotton wool out your ears the first time turned it on it's yeah it's haste wow
0: yeah it, well it, it looked fantastic I hope uh, I get to hear it at some point um, but that, that is all the time we've got for this week's episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast, dear listener. You can, of course, join us over on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds for an entire extra episode every week. That's where me and are headed now. You can become a Patreon supporter for as little as a dollar a month at the dollar tier you get this episode ad free and early five dollars gets you access to the Patreon special episodes and our back catalogue and ten dollars you get the lot plus I sing you my thanks at the end of every episode find us on all your favourite social media platforms join the Guitar Nerds group on Facebook to watch vintage British meat adverts and get involved in our weekly discussion as well thanks for listening you've been lovely we've been the Guitar Nerds farewell Bye.
1: Kai the band, and J.D.